Robbie. Yo. Are you fired up about our new official title sponsor? I really am excited. Bro, we talking level up gutters out of Youngsville, Louisiana. Have you ever heard of them, Robbie? I haven't. Bro, I just bought a new house. No joke, no game. I called the competition. I can't get a call back. Won't give me a free estimate. Can't make time for me. I'm talking about level up gutters out of Youngsville, Louisiana. They don't care if you live in Lake Charles. They don't care if you live in New Orleans. They don't care if you live in Alexandria. They're going to give you the free estimate. They're going to give you the personal touch. They're going to make sure you get what you need to succeed because level up gutters, they're winners. And winners win. Winners win. Go like Level Up Gutters on Facebook. The phone number you need to call if you want that free estimate is 337-257-5149. That's 337-257-5149. Don't forget, winners win when you level up. Level Up Gutters. What is win? Come back. The boys are here. We got Hackberry Hero, Jay Santer. We got Daddy, Mr. Steal Your Girl, Chaz Santer. Boys, y'all fired up to be back? I'm fired up. Hell yeah. Man, there's something about SEC Media Days. It really, I know it's cliche to say, but I don't, I really don't give a shit. It really got me fired up today listening to Brian Kelly. It's like this is the beginning of college football for me. Jay, you feel that way? Yeah, it's right around the corner, man. It, fall camp starts in two weeks. Is that two weeks? Yeah, about two weeks, August 4th. Cool. Over two weeks. It's going to be hot. Oh, yeah. Hey, Daddy, did you look, listen to any SEC media days today? Sure did. Daddy coming in hot today. I asked Daddy, I said, Daddy, make me some good notes. I want you to drop that knowledge on him today. You know what he told me? Shoot from the hip, talk from the heart, baby. Daddy said, screw those notes. Throw them out the damn window. Hell yeah. Throw them out the window. We're coming with the latest episode of, this is our LSU breakdown, the midweek episodes. And we're going straight to uh, the next big game which would be Tennessee. It is the week after Auburn. And this is a, a game that a bunch of LSU fans are pretty fired up for. It's because uh, Tennessee is coming to Tiger Stadium. So I know that gets the people going. Jay, have you ever seen Tennessee play at I, Tiger Stadium? No, I've never seen them live at, at Tiger Stadium, and I just looked, and Tennessee actually gets a bye before they get LSU this year. Mm, I knew. I saw that earlier. Daddy, that ain't worth a shit. No, it ain't worth a shit watching Tennessee live either. <laughs> Why not? God dang. Watching in 2005, Tennessee comes to Tiger Stadium. Clawson and Eric Anger splitting, splitting reps at quarterback, and Tennessee scores 17 points in the fourth quarter to bring LSU to overtime, and they beat us, and I'm still pissed off. That <laughs> shit. From 2005? 2005. Hey. Damn, you must have got your heart broke. Oh, it's broke. Hey, the cardiac Tigers, they break my heart every year in every sport. Other than 2019 in football, they have always broke my heart in every sport every year. That's part of being – that's the, the highs make the lows, and the lows make the highs being an LSU fan. if it, it wouldn't be as fun if we were Bama fans. So – before we get to t- breaking down Tennessee, we have to bring you what's happening right now. So, SEC Media Days. Jay, how do you feel about 
our new leader, the captain of the ship we love the most, BK Takeover. How do you think he did? I think he did really good. I think he kind of started off kind of shaky because this is his first media day, like he said, since 2009 at Cincinnati. With the Big East, by the way. Yeah, and named three teams in the Big East back back then. Can't. Yeah, so – and the Notre Dame never had a media day. <laughs> if they did, it was just invite only. It was at the Rotary Club <laughs> yeah, with, so, with all the best yeah, donors. <laughs> yeah, so then they, they chose who they wanted to get in. And so this is a lot of people. And they're not, you know, they're not rehearsed on the questions. They can ask whatever they want, the media. And people from, you know, Alabama, people from, you know, I seen one guy from Austin asking him a question. It was in Atlanta. There yeah, was in Atlanta. No. I saw a guy from Ohio ask Greg Sankey a question. Yeah, yeah, it's in Atlanta this so, year, which is different. I like that, by the way, because there's so not all those Bama tards. Even there. though, even though this is his thirty second, thirty third years being a head coach, I think he was kind of a little overwhelmed at first. But he called himself and he he answered all the questions and he controlled the room. And I think he did a lot, he did really good, man. He did a lot better than our last two coaches, just a little oh, bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> we actually have a leader of men. And a uh, well-spoken, seemed like a very intelligent human coaching. Um, Plus, he said his uh, favorite two foods so far are crawfish etouffee, and uh, he said grilled oysters, but he he meant charbroiled. Charbroiled, yeah, he's still learning. Yeah, he's learning. I will admit, we have to touch on that. I'm not a charbroiled oyster guy. Ah, man, I like I eat I I like fried oysters. uh, Maybe I haven't had the right ones. People, if you don't know this, Rob is from Starks, Louisiana. They, they, I think they eat fried woodpecker up here. Yeah. They don't know. <laughs> that and my mother they're like, they're is like from the, Deweyville, yeah, Texas. They're like, the, they're like the Monroe of uh, Louisiana. They're not really. I have never yeah. claimed to be Cajun. Uh, my dad's from Starks. My mom's from Deweyville, Texas. I'm kind of a half-breed. We, we, we bought my dad a 48 cupcake holder for a Father's Day one time so he can bake oysters in the oven 48 at a time. I bought my dad 48 <laughs> shotgun shells to kill squirrels with. Yeah, yeah. See, there's the big difference. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, not big on the char-grilled oysters, but glad BK's taking it in. Man, I'm going to – I know I've said this. I'm I'm the biggest BK supporter. I'm here for him. It has been devastating yeah. to watch two idiots run our program and still have success. Jay? And I'm going to be first to admit, I was kind of – Halfway skeptical when they hired Brian Kelly. I said this on previous podcasts. That I wasn't skeptical of him coaching ability. I was skeptical of him coming to Louisiana and recruiting Louisiana and then him being 60 years old. And everybody, people that say, well, Saban's 70. Okay, I understand that. Michael Jordan was just Michael Jordan, too. You can't just say – you can't throw stuff out, out there. Like outliers that. never prove Yeah, the, man. Outliers Altuve, never Al, prove the point. Altuve is five foot six. You can't just say that, That's right. man. Outliers – or never. Yeah. Make the so. Argument. So anyway, that's a simple-minded person. But, but I'm not. I was never against his coaching ability. I, I know he could coach. If you can take Notre Dame and put them, you know, where they're at now, being so respectable, being as good as they've been, beating LSU the last two times they played them, two college football playoffs, yeah. played for a national championship in yeah, 2012, man. and that's that's with lesser talent. Yep. So him coming to him coming to Louisiana. And when he goes to his first Edna Carr versus Warren Easton game, his first St. Aug versus Destrehan game, with Frank Wilson on the side and saying, man, you telling me I get to pick from these animals? I'm, like, uh, I can't wait to bring a, a gun to a gunfight now. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're going to have pros at every position, not just tight end, not just offensive line, yeah. and maybe quarterback. He's going to have pros at every position. Uh, to quote Brian Kelly today, he said, I have playmakers. <laughs> yeah. He was talking yeah. about us. He was referencing. And that's what I told Rob earlier. We was talking. I said, they asked him how good he's going to be or how good he, he pictures their season to go. And he, he he smiled and had a little smirk and said, I think we're going to be competitive. And that's him really saying, man, I got a squad this year. Yep. Don't fucking sleep on the Tigers. Hammer the over. If you can get the over on whatever sports book you use at seven wins. Seven wins. Kill the over. God, I've already yeah. done it. Bet if you haven't form. done it yet, get get don't listen to this podcast. You're a loser. <laughs> so, hammer the over. We love BK. And I loved another question he had today, and he showed some confidence. They said, hey, when you got to Notre Dame, it was in the program was in this state, and it took this long. He said, I don't expect it to take that long here. Yeah. He that- had a quiet confidence about him with not being cocky, coming off as – being intelligent, coming off as being able to read the room, coming off as grateful to be at at LSU, 
coming off as grateful to be in the SEC. I think he. I think Pro- he killed. Probably uh, grateful to have a hundred million dollar contract. Mm, yes, he is. <laughs> I could imagine. Thank you, Scott Woodward. Thank you, Woody. We love you, but for doing that, by the way, Woody. Yeah. So, SEC Media Days. It was. A, it was a definite success on uh, from my end. I yeah. did not listen to BJ Ujulari or uh, Jack Besh or uh, uh, Mr. Mike Jones. Mike Jones. Who? Who? But so uh, they said that they they all did really well. What I what I uh, read on. Uh, you'll hear me just mention Jordy Collada's dumbass on this podcast a lot just because I, I listen. I have to follow the local beat in Baton Rouge. I listen to several different people. He said uh, Mike Jones stole the show. He said there was plenty of people asking him, oh, can this kid play too? And they're like, yeah, he can play, Coach. <laughs> so I'm fired up about yeah, he that. Didn't, he didn't come on until the end of the year. but when he Bama did, game. Yeah, but he did. He did a good job when he came on. Came in at the Bama game. Very in, man. So I'm fucking fired up. This feels like a little bit of the start of football season. If we could get a cold front, Jesus Christ, which is never going to happen. <laughs> it would feel like football season. But wrapping up SEC media days, it was a big win. I love that the Tigers were in and out. Now the carousel of all the clown show between Nick Saban, between his uh, yeah. protege, Aggie, Aggie boy. Jimbo. Jimbo. God, I hate him. Can go. And one thing I think that was good, LSU was the first one in, first one out, like you just said, and now they get to go home and back to work, back to work, get out of there. I love it. So we're going to go straight in to the reason you turned on this episode is the Tennessee schedule, the Tennessee game. Talking uh, Tennessee schedule this year, Jay, they start off Ball State, Pittsburgh, Akron. A Pittsburgh, by the way, a Kenny Picketless Pittsburgh, who yeah, Kenny Pickett might have been the best player in the country last year. Yeah, he was good. Bryce Young was a savage, but yeah, Kenny was really Kenny good, was man. good. So I know it was a good game last year. Tennessee and Pittsburgh played a really close one, but you got to think Tennessee returning Hendon Hooker, returning their wide receivers. Jay, uh. Give me some uh give me some stats on uh Hendon Hooker last year. Yeah, he he didn't even start. Remember the big buzz was around that Joe Milton. The Milton from Michigan if I'm not mistaken. Man, he looked like, you know, he was just a stud. Yep. What is he? 6'5", 250 or Rocket something. Rocket launcher arm. Yeah, but he come in against Pittsburgh and he just wasn't very, you know, he wasn't very accurate and and he lost a starting job to Hooker and Hooker ended up looking at the numbers. He 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 did really well last year, man. He threw for almost 3,000 yards. Uh, he was 68% completion, 31 touchdowns, only three interceptions. That's that's really efficient. So when I was doing my, my back, man. when I was doing my research on him, I saw he was he was eight and seven as a starter at Vitek. and then I knew he went six and five as a starter last year. So that's 14 and 12 overall as a starting quarterback. So I was like, there's a lot of buzz around here in Hooker, by the way, guys. On everything I listen to, they're like. They overachieved Tennessee last year as a first year with under yeah. Josh Heupel. Threw a golf ball at Lane Kiffin. Threw a golf ball. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Still got the trashiest fans in the world. And even though I didn't feel like that when we were there. No, I didn't either. Huh? We'll, 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 we'll touch on this yeah. when we went. But uh, he was four, he's 14-2 and two as a starter. And then I go and look at the stats. And as a career, he's threw 53 touchdowns and 10 interceptions in his career as a starting quarterback. Pretty good. That's fucking good anyway. That's really cat. good. Yeah, that's good wherever you go. Almost 6,000 total passing yards. Use that Louisiana college. That's still good. I don't care where you're at. If you had DeQuincy JV. Whoa. I love it. So, and also, he was their second leading rusher, if I'm not mistaken. Jay, are are they returning their, their leading uh, running back from last year? I think his name is Jabari Small. He is coming back. I do have the notes confirmed. He's yeah. coming back. Jay, give me the stat line on Jabari Small last year. He had uh, about 800 yards rushing. He averaged about five and a half yards a carry for about nine, I think nine touchdowns, man. So he's a pretty, pretty solid back. Hendon Hooker, uh, I referenced earlier, their second, uh, second leading rusher. Chaz, give me the stat line on Hendon Hooker. He had uh, 620 yards, three and a half yards a carry. Long of 29. So I did watch their, their spring game. He is a true dual threat. You don't get those kind of yards and throw for 53 touchdowns and 10 uh, interceptions without being a true dual threat. He's uh, The buzz is super hyped up. I and mean, also, he ain't no kid, Cat. He's 24 years old. 
Yeah, how, old, a, how old was Joe Burrow when he was at LSU? I do not know. I think he was 23. 23 or 20. Yeah, yeah he's, he's around. This is a 24-year-old red shirt senior. So is he older than Miles? <laughs> Good question. How old is Miles? <laughs> I think he's 32. Oh. <laughs> I swear to God, I was about to believe it. No, no. I think he's 20. Miles is 24. That's crazy. Uh, so I was listening to something, and they said, hey, by the way, it was it was uh, Greg McElroy on SEC Network. He said, y'all know Miles was fighting to be the starting quarterback two years before Joe Burrow got there? Two years before. Yeah, Miles was actually fighting. He's in a quarterback battle every year except for 2019. Like he was against Joe the first, you know, Joe's first year. Yep. He was. Uh, he followed against Danny Etling. Yeah. Uh, his very first year. Who started against the BYU game? Uh, that had to be Danny Etling. Yeah, Danny. So he fought against Etling, fought against Etling again. Etling again. He fought against Burrow. Burrow. And you got to think of all the people who were there, too. McMillan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Burrow was there, half the team wanted McMillan to be the starter his first year. Yeah. That's noted. That's that's that I read that in a book, Cat. Mm-hmm. So Miles been there a while. There's a lot of man, the media's kind of split on who they think's gonna start. At media days it was a lot of them was pro Miles. I mean, like, you know, Jordy was. Jordan uh Rogers was, Ron Harper. Jordy was. is not pro miles. No, no, Jordy Collada. No, nah, he's never been pro miles. No, ever, he, him no. and Moscone, they both. I, I, I don't hey. listen to them on stuff like that, man. Hey, yeah. When when they 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 talk about the inside stuff that like local media, it's great to listen to them. Yep. But when they give their opinions, I uh, just uh, very, turn it very biased. Yeah, they're biased towards. It was biased towards when Miles got hurt. TJ Finley come in. Oh, TJ's a man. TJ's a man. And then two games later, uh, TJ's not no good. Max the man. Max the man. Jordy is the world's worst at living in the moment and being yeah, a prisoner he, of yeah, the moment. Yeah, it, it drives me crazy sometimes, but I'm I'm still gonna listen. Yeah, yeah. But the, you have to just take and take and choose what you want to get from it. You take. You, know you talk about Jordan Rogers, who's quarterback in SEC, NFL, and who's analyst on. So he, I would think that he knew more than Jordy. Ron Harper was it. Really good player in college and played. He said LSU wasn't DBU today, by the way. Yeah, because he's a DB at Bama. Bama. He's a homer. Yeah, but he he both of them said Miles. They said they would I love it. They would go with Miles and hey, I'm I'm all in, man. I'm all in. I'm I, I know Gus is my favorite quarterback on the roster. Gus, I'm sorry, Nuss is my favorite quarterback on the roster. But whoever gives us the best chance, I still got the number fifteen jersey in the closet. I'll throw that bitch on. No no question. <laughs> so. They got back to the schedule. They got pit uh, a Kenny Picketless week two. So I'm saying they should go three and zero. Yeah. Week four at Florida, and a little nugget I have, Chaz, tell me if this is true or not. The Tennessee Florida game and the the left side of my brain, wherever it sits, it always feels like that early big SEC game. Hundred percent, no doubt. It feels like. Mm, for some weird reason, I got the chill. I swear to God, yeah, I got the chill up saying that. It gives you that. All right, here we go. Here we now, go. Now we get into the SEC. I always love the first weekend in October. Isn't something I really love too. There, they have a bye the first week of October, which is terrible because that's a bye before they play us. Yeah. But that SEC, it's it's because of you and Sean as well too. The Tennessee Florida shit y'all have always done and mess with each other. We told a story about that last mm-hmm. time. I think yeah. it always feels like okay, the cupcakes. It's time to get in that grind. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's got cupcakes, though. Some people got to play Florida State week one, which we've already touched on that. The Tigers are going to win. So, one thing I've noticed is they have Florida by LSU Bama. That's a tough stretch, but they did get the bye for us, which is infuriating because is our bye before Bama again? We're going to pull up LSU's schedule for uh, 2022. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So, I bet Bama got a bye as well, too. Oh, yeah. Every year. Every year. Never changes. Yeah. Would you all rather the bye be early or late like ours or middle in mid-October? I don't know. It, it, I don't think it really matters. I think I'd rather it be right in the middle, in the, like in like second week of October. Not fucking middle of December, uh, November like ours is. Daddy, do you think that makes a difference for a team you've coached football? Hundred percent makes a difference. I think it needs to be in the middle, give the guys a little, little time. I think they'll get a day or two, probably a day off, completely no football, and then they're gonna do some walkthroughs and then get back at it for practice. Jay, what do you know about Josh Heupel, the coach of uh, Tennessee? Josh Heupel. One little nugget I have. 
Hypel, Hypel, as T. Bob says, yeah. he was the quarterback at was it Nebraska or Tennessee? I can't remember where he was quarterback at. Well, anyways, in tw- in '04 when LSU won a national championship, we beat Oklahoma. The Heisman Trophy winner that year was Jason White, mm-hmm. which is the most unrecognizable. Unless you, you you know college football, you know who Jason White is. But if you're just kind of a middle fan, you don't know who the hell Jason White is. I think he sells cars in Oklahoma somewhere now. But Jason White won the Heisman that year in 04 when we won the Natty. Mm-hmm. You know who the Heisman runner-up was? Josh Heupel. No, no kidding. <laughs> that's a crazy that's, – that's just a weird thing that – he looks like a fucking math teacher. Yeah, he does. He looks like a substitute teacher. He looks like a substitute math teacher. <laughs> yeah. At Starks. At du- <laughs> hey, you'll have that on them big jobs. Oh. So, but, but the dude was an elite college football player. He's an elite mind. Jay, was he, didn't he coach UCF when we played him in the Fiesta Bowl? Yeah, he was uh, the offensive coordinator in Mizzou in 2016 and 2017. And actually, uh, they led the SEC in total yards both years that he was the OC. Then he, went, then he had to go to UCF. But he, all, he had Drew Locke as a quarterback, too, so that didn't hurt. I did like Drew. Oh, he had a cannon. And then he went to UCF the year that Scott Frost left. Scott Frost left in, in uh, 17, and that was, they was undefeated, beat Auburn in the bowl. They was dubbed – they dubbed themselves national champions. They, f- they also had a parade and everything for that. Flags fly forever. Yeah, and this was crazy. So Hypo goes there. He um they had an undefeated season all year. Yep. They played LSU in a bowl game. And I thought, okay, when we was waiting to see, they put they put UCF in a bowl game, you know, they they, they flashed them first. And I told I was on the phone with somebody, I said, Man, if LSU draws them, they will beat the brakes off of them. And they end up drawing them. And I was they like, beat oh. Auburn the year before. Yeah, beat Auburn way. the year before. So went undefeated. So they they won on how many games in a row? Didn't lose a lot. And like twenty five games in a row. So they play LSU in Fiesta Bowl, and that that's the the famous uh, game where Burrow got sideswiped, got ear holed, and then he ended up throwing for four hundred and twenty nine yards on them. They like, say that's, that's where nice. everything changed, but but at College Station is when everything. Yeah, felt yeah. Like it he, he he and people say that that Burrow he wasn't no good as. The year before, well, actually, he really was. He threw for almost three thousand yards and, and progressed. Yeah, the whole pro- season. yeah, the whole year. I mean, went to a New Year Six game and progressed yeah. the whole year. Yeah, they, if you, that year, if they do not pay year. attention to the Aggie game at seven overtimes. How great he played! He, yeah, and plus, plus, man, they they should have won that game. They won that game three times. That's a fact. I was we was there. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, on. We'll bring that up, yeah. And A and M, but but uh, so anyway, they they LSU beat them, and LSU should have beat them a lot worse than they did. They they won by eight points, but. They should. They had Devin White set out for the draft. Um, Greedy Williams set out for the draft. Somebody else was hurt, and that's when Derek Stingley was practicing with him. Okay, as a, he, as a high school senior, and they much. said he was the second best cornerback on the team. And then Del Pitt got ejected in the first or second quarter. Okay, so they was down to like backups and backups DBs. So they didn't have like any starting DBs in in the uh, in the lineup, man. Yeah. Which is crazy, and in, they still end up beating them pretty good. So Fiesta then, Bowl dub, huh? That was a Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, they won that game, and then Heupel, um, he went to Tennessee last year, and one year in, one year in. Yeah, he went seven and six, four and four in the SEC. And I got some, uh, it, some, some. When I look at their schedule from last year, which we have pulled up right here, mm-hmm. I, one thing I noticed: he had no big wins. Look at who he beat: Bowling Green, Tennessee Tech, Missouri, South Carolina. Uh, Alabama. If Kentucky is one you consider a big win, yeah, they were ranked 18th at the time. Yeah, that's, that's a big win. Though. So at, Kentucky, at Kentucky, at Kentucky, too. South Alabama, Vanderbilt. So look, call Kentucky won a big win. And I feel like everybody he was beat by, they were supposed to get beat by. He lost a yeah, well, he man. lost a Kenny Pickett, Pittsburgh. He lost to Florida. He lost to Ole Miss. He lost to Bama. He lost to Georgia, and he lost the Music City Bowl against Purdue. So it's like. They turned it around because I think they won three year three. They went they won three games uh, on the COVID year. Yeah, they were three and seven. That was with Pruitt though. So Heupel brings them to a bowl game. It's progress, but uh, they didn't beat. Well, we'll see. A couple of those games were close. They gave Alabama fits for two or three quarters last year. Still got their ass kicked because that's the Bama way. But that's one thing that stuck out to me. Everybody that was supposed to beat them beat them, but. There, it looks like they're heading in the right direction, and they're and they're bringing back their best wide receiver, their best running back, this 
Their best linebacker. Their best linebacker. Yeah, 128 tackles. What's his name? Uh, Jeremy uh, Banks. Jeremy Banks. God damn, I see it. 128 tackles. Daddy, how many tackles? Uh, did you have 128 tackles whenever you was playing football? You got to be shitting me. What a terrible question. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> it's 128 yeah, tackles. They, they, so they lost eight starters on the year. They oh. lost um, They lost four on offense, four on defense. Uh, they lost two to graduation, one transferred out, and – Five to the NFL, so I mean they, they lost some they lost some uh, people from last year, but the the main thing is it lost a lot. It's like uh, Auburn on last week they lost twenty one players to the transfer portal twenty one, and they only gained seven. So like like we said last week, if you listen, LSU lost seventeen, but they gained fifteen. So when you lose twenty one and only gain seven, that that's not too it's good. Not good, coach. Oh, no, that's not good, man. But one of the guys they gained, I want to touch on. His name is Brew McCoy, and they got high hopes for him. They got him uh, listed as a potential starter on the depth charts and stuff. He is a uh, five-star from California. He was rated as the number one athlete in the country that year, the number nine total overall player. And what's crazy about him is he signed with Texas uh, coming out of high school, but he never enrolled and went back to USC, played his freshman year. He did pretty good for a freshman. He had – 20 receptions, 236 yards, two touchdowns, which is pretty good for a freshman, you know. But then he, in the spring, he hurt his hamstring in the spring, so he didn't play his spring game. And then in August, in, during fall camp, he got arrested on a, a rape charge. Yikes. So so then he didn't play that whole year. Then he ended the transfer portal, and now he, they think he's uh, going to start for uh, Tennessee. So they got high hopes for him this year. So that, that's just one of the, the ones that they gained – the uh, th- their leading receiver, I got him as Cedric Tillman. Mm-hmm. He had right at eleven hundred yards and twelve touchdowns. So they're 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 losing a lot. Feels like they got a bunch of their big guys back, but yeah, yeah. They, like, man, they man that they what you, the stat you gave me, they took a they took yeah, a little lick. Yeah, yeah, and and like they lost the 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 productivity that they lost for this year would be uh their second leading rusher um as a running back, third leading rusher in the team. He had a uh, 500 yards, six touchdowns. He transferred. They lost their second and third leading receivers, Jones Jr. and Peyton. Uh, I think uh, Jones had 800 yards and seven touchdowns, and Peyton had like 400 yards and six touchdowns. And they lose their third leading uh, leader in sacks, uh, defensive lineman Butler. He went to pros. He had five sacks on the year. So I mean, they, they're losing, you know, some quality guys. Good. I love that because a lot of hard wins on our schedule. I need I need everything to be as easy as it can be, so I love that. They're coming uh, on our schedule. It's a uh, it's no more of that. Uh, it's it's no more of that cupcake before that. We got Auburn the week before. If you listen last week, you know. Yeah. We have Auburn the week before, and right after that, we go to Florida, cat. Yeah. At Auburn, Tennessee home. At Florida, Ole Miss home. You know, ain't nothing sweet, but the no, no, no. but the but the first. Three out of our four first games. Yeah. And you can't call me. I'm, I'm, that's me calling Mississippi State sweet. That ain't sweet. <laughs> ain't nothing. Ain't, it's not super sweet this year because you got Florida State and then you got Tennessee coming in, uh, UAB at the end. I, I always kind of like how we do that. Uh, so I know it's unexciting when you're at that week, but God damn, after you just go through Auburn, Tennessee, Florida, Ole Miss, Alabama, Arkansas – yeah, I love having that game at the end. I think it helps, especially because I hate Jimbo Fisher. They've become yeah, they've become they, most they, one of my most hated teams. In SEC, when when they when A and M and Mizzou joined the SEC in 2012, they pushed so much. Arkansas used to be the last game of the year every year. Yep, always. You know, it was, it, it was always used to play on Black Friday. Yeah, on Friday a lot. Black Friday, and uh, so they they try to do the the border the border wars yep. with um they try to they move Missouri and Arkansas the last game of the year and they move. LSU A and M last game of the year, yeah. and it, at first, you know, we beat them so many times. We played them easy. on some Thanksgiving Thursdays. Too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, but after the seven overtime win, it's like they're the little brother, and we still want to beat the hell out of them. Man. Oh my god, I just ruined it's, it. I'm telling you, man. Got so. so little quick question for y'all. Y'all don't know what's coming. Y'all are shooting off the hip. Three most hated teams that LSU plays every year. Go ahead. Jay, give me your three first. My three is 
Alabama one, Florida two, A and M three. I think that would be ninety percent of LSU fans. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say that those are mine too. I think I, I, I root like you know like if SEC is not playing SEC, if S like you know Mississippi State's playing um, Baylor, I'm rooting for Mississippi State. Just because they're they're SEC, or? SEC, okay, SEC. You know, if Tennessee is playing Pittsburgh, you better believe I'm rooting for Tennessee. I don't care about Pittsburgh. You know what I'm saying? That's I, right. I'm gonna pull for Tennessee so, against yeah. Pittsburgh. So, I'm the same. Yeah. So, if Florida's playing somebody, Florida State, I'm rooting for Florida State. Oh, every time a wrinkle in it. Oh, every time. If Alabama is playing anybody, I don't care if they're playing South Cameron. I'm rooting for South Cameron. Yeah, like, it don't matter. I, I remember A and M having some home and homes of UCLA. Yeah. And I was pulling for UCLA. Almost now the Jimbo's there, yes. Before that, before he was there, like right. when Sumlin was there uh-huh. and Menzel was there, yeah. it's so much fun, so much fun to watch. By the yeah. way, yeah, Menzel and Kenny was. Trill, that little short. Oh time yeah, yeah. Trill I was there. I was rooting for A and M, but now after this Jimbo, uh, oh no no no, I don't care. I hope A and M goes zero and twelve every year. Daddy, what's your three most your hated teams? Bama, Florida. I'm gonna go Auburn. I love it. Auburn? Auburn. You know, I always had like a – not a soft place in my heart, but I always liked Auburn because it's like when Auburn and LSU play each other, yeah, they don't like each other, but they kind of root for each other like low-key. Because we're low-key Bama's bitch kind of. Hate – you know, they hate they hate Alabama so much. And I always root for that, – that arm bolt in the year, oh, you best believe it. It's almost Auburn. like I, I went to Auburn. You know? Absolutely. Oh, so we this is something Jay, me and you have been friends for over a decade, have talked ritualistically and spent days, days and days and truly days talking about LSU. I've always said that there's SEC teams that I am a I'm now I am not a second fan by no means. But if it's a SEC game, say it's Arkansas versus I can't yeah, use A and M. If it's Arkansas versus Ole Miss, yeah, you I pull for Arkansas. Yeah. I've always been a low key Arkansas fan. And I know you have one. Uh, we're not fans. A low key fan. What is it? Georgia. Georgia. It is Georgia, because my hatred for Florida. That's why. Ah. It's kind of like I'm not an Oklahoma fan by no means. Okay. But you best believe I pull for Oklahoma when they play Texas. I I hate Texas. Te- Texas is back. Yeah. That's all. Every year. Every year. I, so so I, of course when Oklahoma gets in a playoff, I always root for them to get stoned. That's because, right. That's right. But. I, when they play Texas, I pull for Oklahoma every single time. And I'm not scorned by Georgia because I've went to the last oh, two times yeah. we've played Georgia. I went to the SEC championship and I was with you when they were ranked number two in Tiger Stadium, Joe's first year, and we yeah, kind of stopped them. Yeah, and they so had. I'm not scorned it was crazy by them. about that game. And we get off subject, but they had thirty thousand Georgia fans in there. They fucking showed out. They had thirty thousand Georgia fans. There. People and I and I asked them. I said, I asked the guy sitting in front of me. There was four Georgia fans. I said, Why is there so many Georgia fans here? They said, This is our biggest away game and biggest game of the year besides, you know, Florida, because Florida's in Jacksonville. And they hate that, by the way. They hate that. They hate that it's the cocktail party. Yeah, they said they, they, don't, they lose a, a ticket, a season ticket, you yeah. know. Yeah, they want to do home and home. And I would, too. Yeah, yeah I would, too. Like, Arkansas plays A&M and uh, Jerry World. That's gay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I'm so, so glad else you don't do that. Chaz, is there a team you're a low-key fan of? And before, while you're thinking of that, I'm going to give my little statement on why I'm an Arkansas fan. I've been to Fayetteville twice. And I loved every second of it. They don't have a crazy fan base like us. I think they're on the rise. They have a great team last year. Do you they, remember that old man at uh, Fayetteville? What did he say? That? Remember when we was tailgating and we was giving their fans uh, hell and they was giving us hell. And, you know, it was just friendly. We were on know. that hill right yeah. looking into the stadium. Yeah, and it, that old man said, see, that's how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to get along like this. Not like them, them guys from Bama. We hate them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. but I, I, the, So, one memory I have. I told you the day before, I said, hey, this is a – so what What year did you and I go to Fayetteville? That was 2015 or 14? 2014. 2014, yeah. 2015 went to Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. So 2014, me and you and Sean and uh, Bobo. Shout out yeah. Bobo. Yeah, Bobo. Daddy sold us out. So we went to Arkansas. And uh, so I ended up going again in 2018, Joe's first year. Mm-hmm. And I told you, I said, Jay – I'm going to Fayetteville. Yeah, I said, he said, no, you ain't. <laughs> yeah, you ain't going. He said, you coming? I said, no, man, I'm not driving nine and a half hours in the cold again. It was cold. It was cold again, by the way. When we were we, we started tailgating at 7 in the morning, 6 in the morning, it was like a 8 or 9. He tells uh, Raising Cane's up on the uh, fire pit. Zaxby's. <laughs> Zaxby's. We had Zaxby's. Yeah, they didn't have Cane's. <laughs> they probably do now, but they didn't have – we put uh, – we had a we had an actual fire pit that we put charcoal in to stay warm. And uh, me and – shout out Jeremy Mancuso. We put our Zaxby's – on the uh, on the over over the fire to heat it up, but it was it was fun. And what the the little nugget I have from that game, 
y'all, that, y'all wouldn't have been accepted in the Grove with that. Never. That was way too trashy. <laughs> so the, a Fayetteville fan come by, and he said, everything y'all do is better. Y'all tailgate better? Because we had been there for hours, and he saw that we were buzzing. He's like, y'all tailgate better? Our fans, the, the, they won't show up till it was a, it was a late game. So our fans won't show up till 5 o'clock. He said, everything LSU does is better. I'll never forget that. So, we know. Chaz, are you – who are you a low-key fan of? Mississippi State. I love that. The Pirate or before the Pirate? Before the Pirate. Ah, You've been to Mississippi State. Yep, loved it. Oh, that's really Great atmosphere. Well, Ke- our boy Kale went to Mississippi State. Is that why you're that? Is that I why? Got, I got a picture a of lot my, of the reason there. I got a picture of Daddy in a Mississippi State uh, shirt on my phone. Oh, we're posting that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'll If we wouldn't have already done the Mississippi State episode, know, that would have been the missed art. It. <laughs> yeah, that would have been the art. So, let, let us know. Let me uh, send uh, – if you're listening to this, chances are you're friends with us on Snapchat and Instagram. When I upload the art, let us know. Comment who you're a low-key fan of. I think that's something – because LSU plays – they play every Saturday. But I watch all the other games. I watch all day. And I'm going to usually watch SEC football. Mm-hmm. So if Arkansas's playing Auburn, I'm pulling for Arkansas. So let us know who you're a low-key fan of going straight into – all-time series, LSU versus Tennessee. Jay, do you want to start with the last time Tennessee won, or do you want to start with the last the games going backwards from then? Uh, we can start wherever you want, man. I'll just start. I was just going to say that, you know, Tennessee actually leads a series right now, 20-10. Uh, LSU won 10. But the, the good thing is that LSU's on a five-game win streak. Last time Tennessee won was when uh, – Daddy was there in 2005. He said he's still mad about it, by the way. But Daddy, how old were you in 05? 11. <laughs> and, and because you're a real Tigers fan, you're still pissed about that. Oh, no doubt. Love it. Motherfuckers. So I, I was just going to go over like a couple of the last three times that they played, you know, that, that, that I watched. You know, I mean, they played in 2006, 2007, I remember. But the, the one that sticks in my mind, I'll never forget was the 2010 debacle. Remember that? Ooh, T-Bob. Thank you, T-Bob. <laughs> T-Bob, yeah. Shout out to T-Bob. Uh, so, anyway, uh, Derek Dooley was a coach. And uh, it was his first year coaching at um, at Tennessee. Do you remember where you was when that game happened? Where were you watching it at? I was at my parents' house. Me and Sean Vincent and uh, Brent Carlin was there. I had my LSU Tigers jersey on, fired up, LSU yeah, it, it was uh, – Stephen Ridley. Stephen Ridley was there. What jersey were you wearing, by the way? You had a bunch oh, my, of them. No, my custom one. Oh, okay, okay, I got, you, I got yeah. you. Go ahead. So, yeah, LSU, they was they went 10-2 and two that year, man. Good they, team. Yeah, they had a hell of a team. You started know, they off start with off, North Carolina. Yeah, they started off, you know, North Carolina and um, the it's like the ACC-SEC kickoff. I think that was the first year they did it, actually, by the way. Okay. So, you know, they, they was 4-0. Starting off, they uh, beat West Virginia at home. That's when uh, PP did the Heisman. Ooh, love oh, it. Oh, yeah. So, so anyway, I'm fired up, man. But going into that game, man, so so four games, Jordan Jefferson, they showed the stats. He 50% completion, 400 yards total, and uh, two touchdowns, four interceptions on the year. So he comes out you know, on the field after the kickoff, and the crowd is booing him. I mean, they 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 booing, you know, our starting quarterback. First snap of the game, quarterback keeper, he goes 83 yards, rushes right up the middle for 83 yards for a touchdown. I said, okay, here we go. Let's go. You know, look, all right, I ain't mad at you. Come on. So, but then the rest of the game, he goes three for 10, only 30 yards, two interceptions, no touchdowns. And LSU was down 14 to 10 with five minutes to go in the game. And they put in Lee in the uh, second half. They started Lee. So, Lee marches down the field. He marches down the field with 541 left to go in the game. He goes seven for nine with 61 yards. Gets him all the way to the two-yard line with 32 seconds left. Miles pulls Jefferson – I mean, pulls Lee out, puts Jefferson back in. Jefferson, quarterback keeper, up the middle. Gets down by the one-yard line. Okay, so clock's running. They have no timeouts left. Clock's running. Uh, they had some substitution problems. Uh, you know, they, Miles was putting guys in, taking guys out, putting guys in. 
Jefferson kept looking, kept looking, kept looking at Miles. Miles kept looking at him. You know, we're seven, six, five. Clock's winding down. Jefferson ain't ready. T-ball snaps it over his head. Okay. Ball game. I took my jersey off, threw it on the ground. I was, that's the maddest I've ever been. Like you said last week, highs and the lows, man. That was one of the maddest I've ever been. The referee comes out. They're going to review the play. Tennessee had 13 guys on the field. LSU gets one more snap from the one-yard line. Stephen Ridley up the middle. Touchdown. They win 16-14. I challenge you people to go back and watch when that happens. You'll see T-Bob Bear. He was number 53. Mm-hmm. You'll see after the snap, he slams his ham- helmet down oh, yeah. to the ground. Oh, yeah. It bounces 20 yards away <laughs> from him. He's bounced it almost as far as he snapped that ball. That's a fact. He really did. So, and so, the two fallest snaps I ever seen, by the way, is T. Bob Abraham, that one, and uh, Elliot Porter in Arkansas. He hiked it. Oh, hiked that son of a bitch in the hog pen. So, anyway, but I, that's just a, uh, that was just a, a good one. And then I was going to talk about the 2011. Well, you can't, we ain't, ain't going to talk about that too much because LSU steamrolled them 38 to 7. I remember I was watching that. What was your favorite play of the game? Favorite play of the game, Honey Badger. Or Odell, no, that was the Kentucky oh, game. Know, Odell like, Beckham ran boy. a big crossing no, route over the. It has to be your boy. Honey Badger. Uh, no, Spencer Ware ran that oh truck God, stick that he dude. He did, dude. He truck stick that he dude, man. He did, dude. He Spencer killed that poor oh, guy. Yeah. Spencer Ware's a dog. Oh, and that's yeah. an inside joke between me and Jay. I, I was a massive Spencer Ware fan. Yeah, so, so, anyway, they, they, they truck rolled him, man. But I just wanted to, to pull up the Derek Dooley's second year. I just wanted to pull up uh, Tennessee's 2011 schedule just for, for everybody to, to get a grasp of what Tennessee had to go through. This is probably the toughest – schedule I've ever seen in my life. Other than 2011 LSU? But listen, listen. Okay. So they started off with Montana. They won that one. They played Cincinnati the second game and beat them pretty good, 45 to 23. And by the way, Cincinnati ended up 25, number 25 at the end of the year. Okay. Butch Jones coached team, and it was 10 and 3. Okay. So that was a good win for them. Correct. Okay. And by the way, Cincinnati, I was looking at them, they've had – Brian Kelly, Butch Jones, Butch Jones, Tommy Tuberville, Luke Fickle. Mm-hmm. Name four better coaches than that in a row. No, that's that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's crazy. They've been a great football team. Yeah, so, my whole my whole yeah. So anyway, yeah. so they beat Cincinnati the second game of the year. I'm thinking, okay, they two and zero. They're not gonna be bad. Then they then they start SEC play at number sixteen, Florida. They lost by ten. Then they got to they beat Buffalo the next week. Then they play Georgia, who. Georgia wasn't ranked at the time, but if you remember, Georgia started their, their season. They lost two in a row. They played, like, number five or six Boise in Atlanta. Made it all the way to the SEC championship. Yeah, they ended up number 12. They won eight in a row after they played. South Carolina was good that year, too. They uh, lost to South Carolina week two. And it wasn't ranked until, like, after this game, I believe. Okay. So, they, played, they lost to Georgia. Okay. Then the next week, they got number one LSU. They got steamrolled 38 to 7. Then the next week, they got at Bama, number two Bama. Jesus. The 2011 LSU and Bama. Team. Yeah. <laughs> then, they, then they go, then they got number 13, South Carolina. Steve Carroll, I mean, yeah. Steve Spurrier, coach yeah. South Carolina. Then they got Middle Tennessee, which they beat. Then they play at number eight, Arkansas. That- so they got six SEC games in a row. Just SEC, not the other two, the buys in the middle, pretty much. All were in the top 16. I will embrace debate. 2011 schedule was tougher because you had Oregon yeah, who was ranked three, and you had West Virginia with Geno Smith who was ranked two. That was a that was yeah, yeah. college game day was at that game. Yeah, but this schedule was mind blowing. I, mean, I had no idea they played that. Schedule. Yeah, that's what I, I didn't either. Jesus it's Christ, crazy man. So, Poor Derek Dooley. Derek Dooley's had bad luck, man. You remember his mama coming on uh, ESPN with a uh, Greeny and him? He's a good coach. You don't remember? I promise that? he's a good oh, coach. Oh yeah. Jesus that was, Christ! That was a uh, that Steve Spurrier team. He had two teams that won ten games. Yeah, that man. had to be a t- that was probably a ten yeah. win Steve oh, Spurrier yeah. team. That was good, man. Jesus Christ! Arkansas was rolling back then too. That was with a neck brace. As the oh coach. yeah, that was a Petrino. We had, we'll touch on that in the Arkansas. Yeah, that's right. Play, that's right. Yeah. So then, then the nat- last one we played them was in 2017 at um, Tennessee, and that's one of the, the away games we went to. And that I looked up looked up the uh, weather for that game. Yikes! It was. 43 degrees, pouring rain, 20-mile-an-hour winds, and it was freezing, man. And I thought I did good by getting tickets for that game because the whole thing, it seats 105,000, and the whole stadium is a bowl. Beautiful place. Yeah, so the, the upper deck, upper level, is all hangs over. So I got us tickets in the north end zone, 
up underneath one of the uh, awnings, you know, and it was raining. I said, oh, we're going we to be all right, you know. And But the wind was blowing right at us, 20 miles an hour, 40 degrees. Go look on YouTube, the highlights of that game, if you don't remember the weather for oh, that Oh, it was terrible. Remember Coach O and uh, – the tunnel, it was just blowing. He had a short sleeve shirt on. This is football, baby. Or something like that. Oh, yeah, he was fired up. Yeah. But I just. I can't believe they never stopped that game, by the way. No, man. You couldn't even see the other side of the stadium at one People, point. If you don't remember 2017 LSU, Tennessee, go look at that. It'll blow your mind. There's pom-poms flying all over the field. They look like flags. Daddy's oh, wow. Daddy's in the bleachers with a poncho on yelling, whoa, yeah, he was football fired. weather, baby. Daddy was fired up, man. Fired hey, up. Jay, I, Jay, I was fired up, too. Well, yeah, well, Rob, Rob was fired up, but we get we get into Rob for that um that Tennessee game. Before you tell the story, let the record show that is my favorite away game I've ever been to. I love the tailgating setup, how they had it set up on the parking lot of that. Yeah, on the river. On the river, we're on the Tennessee River, under a beautiful turquoise bridge. The weather was great. The weather was overcast, and it was big for boy the tailgating. weather for the for, for, the tailgating. for tailgating. The weather was like. 50 or 45 all day. I don't know. It was yeah, chilly. Yeah, we it had was, hoodies and beanies yeah. on. It was cold. It was big boy weather. Daddy, being my road dog and my partner, got up with me. At 4 a.m. At 4 a.m., went and got the tailgating spot. Well, we didn't need to get up at 4 a.m., but I love it, and I still love it. <laughs> we went and got the tailgating spot. It was awesome. The boys Ubered over. Sean and Jay Ubered over. So before Jay tells the story, let the record show, that was my favorite away trip of all time. I wouldn't change it for nothing. Okay. Jay, give the people what they want. Story time. So going into that Tennessee game, me and me and Rob made a bet uh, that it's about Daryl Williams, and for some particular reason, Rob just disliked Daryl Williams. And everybody's got their their favorite or not favorite player to hate, but just player they don't like. I remember one year, mine was DJ Welter. I just I just couldn't stand watching him play. Yeah. So Rob's was Daryl Williams that particular year, and and he he didn't like him because. He said he didn't have no breakaway speed, and he was fat and slow and out of shape. That son of a bitch was fat. <laughs> and I told him, I said, uh, I said, man, I think Darryl Williams is going to be good this year. Fournette's gone, you know. And another thing that Darryl Williams, he was behind two of the best, probably top ten running backs ever coming out of the shoot, one being Fournette and then Darius Geis. You know, the 2016, Williams only had 233 yards, but, you know, he was behind Fournette who had – he was hurt and had 900 yards. And guys had almost 1,400 yards. And so I told him, I said, man, I think Darryl Williams is going to be good this year. And he said, no, he ain't going to be no good. He's not going to be any good. I said, all right, well, we'll see, man. You want to bet? I said, okay, let's bet, man. What you want to bet? I said, well, if you're so confident, we'll do like Uncle Shane. Let's bet an MD 2020. All right. So in his first eight games, he had 476 yards. So he only needed 25 yards going to the Alabama game to surpass 500. In three good games, he had, you know, his first week against BYU, he had 92 yards. The fourth week against Syracuse, he had 92 yards. And the eighth week against Ole Miss, he had 103 yards rushing. And he had a hell of a game. That, he had 105 yards reception that. So all he needed was 25 yards against Alabama. Well, he ended up going seven carries for 83 yards and a touchdown against Alabama. Where in the fuck did that come from? Man, that son bitch couldn't break away from Singer's that, that football team. That motion offense didn't work all year against nobody except for Alabama, and I, I didn't understand it. The fucking heck, the the Johnson's Bayou Sandfrogs <laughs> couldn't tap. You know, that's unbelievable that he done that to me. Yeah. And so, so he, so I went and bought a uh, Rob a uh, MD twenty twenty. What flavor did did Sean want? And Sean, he hasn't paid on his bet yet. The MD twenty twenty at this point in time. So he said, I'll do it in Tennessee when we go. So, all right. Thank Sean, you, Sean. Sean said, man, give me any flavor but banana red. And well, you don't tell me that. So I went and bought him and Rob both banana red. We went to the tailgate. So Sean drank all of his. Uncle Rob drank about three quarters of his, and I probably drank the other quarter. So at 1230, Uncle Rob's throwing up on the side of the Explorer that we rented to go up there. And we go in the stadium. Rob is sleeping at halftime. Allegedly. There's no. No, I got. No, that, it happened. I was there. Oh, okay. Sorry. Daddy was there. Okay. So not allegedly. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> and so Rob's sleeping on the, on the uh, floor next to us at halftime in the stadium. 
and on some old men's feet. Yeah, and I, I I don't know where Sean is. I keep looking back over my shoulder, and I see Sean pass. And about I don't know where he. I thought maybe we went to the bathroom. About twenty minutes later, I look up, I see him pass again. So about the third time, I I, I finally stopped and said, Sean, what are you doing? He was power walking around the mall like a mall walker, you know. <laughs> Sean, that wasn't Preon Lake Mall. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing. I guess trying to keep him throwing up, I guess, because he, he, he didn't throw up. I figured he would have, but he didn't. Oh, he could have. I mean, who's to say? And, that, and that's funny that I brought up that you uh, that everybody has that player that they, they dislike. And the reason I, I bring this up because I can remember 2009, went to an LSU game. LSU played Arkansas. Gold helmets, all white. Remember that? I do remember that. Dreadlocks of boom. Remember where I was? Laid him out. Chad John, Chad um, Jones. Chad Jones laid that dude out in the end zone. Mm-hmm. And one of our listeners, Brian Brown from Hackberry. Shout out, Brian. He says, we was in the parking lot just talking about players, and he's asking me who's going who's gonna to be graduating, who's going to be leaving, who's seniors, this and that. And I said, I started naming who was going to be seniors that year, you know, who's going to come back. Peterson was going to go in the draft. I said, Trenton Holiday. Trent Holiday, I'm glad he's going. I said, why? Man, I can't stand him. He don't do nothing. I said, God dang, Brian. I said, he, hey, all he does is return punts, and he's pretty good at it. He, he don't ever return any punts. But lo and behold, that game, he returned an 89-yard putt for a touchdown. And he, was, he wasn't sitting with me, so I texted him. I said, Brian, how about that touchdown? He texted me back, I could have ran through that hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. No free, no free shout-outs. Brown's Grocery. Brian, sponsor the midweek episodes, you bum. Brown, Brown's Grocery. You might beat their prices, but nobody beats their meat. Shout out, no free shout outs. <laughs> shout out Brown's, uh, Brown's Grocery. All right. Is our defense going to be? How good is straight into or how good our defense is going to be? No. So, I think that we have, we have brought people back. I think it's, this is going to help us. We told you last week that we were going to touch on some some key defensive players. Jay and Chaz, I want you all to give us some nuggets about our defense and who we're bringing back and some projected starters from y'all's opinion. So, like I said, Matt, Matt House is going to be the first-year defensive coordinator. And I think the, the defense is going to be pretty solid. It's going to be a lot better than everybody, everybody anticipates. And that was one of the uh, weak points last year. You know, LSU was – ranked like 88th in passing defense, which they're known to be DBU. But Greg McElroy did mention that today. He yeah, said that. Yeah, see media days, man. Yeah, he said LSU is traditionally known for being able to run the football and stop the pass, and they have not done either lately. Yeah, last two, last couple of years. Last two years. So they got a lot of guys coming back. And the guys that are, are not saying not coming back, they're, they're, getting, they're getting experience from the transfer portal. So they're going to run – they're supposed to be running a 3-4 – so, your three linebackers, I think it's Michael Baskerville. He'll be a senior this year. You're on a 4-3 or, or a 3-4? Uh, 3-4, I think. Pretty sure. We'll have four backers. Yeah, they have four backers. Oh, okay. Ojalari is going to be that hybrid DeMarcus Ware. I like it. Okay. It's, it's pretty much a defensive end, but he's going to have his hand in the dirt almost okay. every single time. I like it. Yeah, like Mingo. Got gotcha. you. much. And so, the three the three linebackers that, that are traditional linebackers is going to be Michael Baskerville, Mike Jones, uh, Mike Jones, a junior. Um, and probably either that five-star Harold Perkins okay. coming from Houston, originally from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. He was five-star uh, linebacker coming out of high school. Big deal that we got him. Yeah, he, he people, a lot of recruiting analysts and stuff said he was probably the best prospect in the whole recruiting class. He was that talented. So it's going to be him or Greg Penn going to start at linebacker. And then, like we said, that Ojolari is going to start as your hybrid linebacker defensive end. Hearing a lot of good things about Greg yeah. Penn, too. Yeah. so He's been so making noise. It yeah, don't matter to me who starts. That's right. Yeah. So, and then at cornerback, it's got to be uh, uh, Bernard Converse from, from Oklahoma State. Senior, coming over. Big 12 player. Big 12. Went to Evangel. I think he was first team Big 12. Yeah. Two years, he was first team Big 12 as a sophomore and junior. And his freshman, he was all freshman Big 12 also. Go ahead, young yeah, man. Yeah, he started like 40-something games for, for Oklahoma. The boy wanted to come back to the booth. Yeah, he wanted to come back home. Okay. And then at other cornerback, it's it's probably either going to be uh, the kid from ULL, Makai Garner, or uh, the kid from Ohio State. Seven, seven banks. banks. Yes. Highly recruited kid, if I'm not mistaken. Or either both. You know what I'm saying? It just depends what set they run, a dime or nickel, whatever they want to run. Okay. So 
And then at, at free safety, it's going to be Jay Ward. Yeah, it's got to be Jay. Absolutely, Ward. yeah. No question. And then your other, your other safety is probably going to be Fusha or Burns, which I think it's going to be Burns. I mean, uh, Fusha from, from if you Arkansas. if you listen to, uh, I mean, Burns is pretty good, but I I, I think Fusha. I mean, you wasn't uh, all SEC captain on Arkansas for nothing, and then got the approval today on SEC oh, yeah. Media Day from Coach BK, said that he is stand up, great guy, leader on the team, et cetera. Yeah. Feels like it's going to be him. So what's, then, what's Major going to do? Uh-huh. Major Burns. Uh, come in. Mm. Like I said, it depends what package they run. Yeah. And then I think your nickelback is, uh, is going to be uh, Greg Brooks from Arkansas. Oh, shit. Yeah. So what, I, about I, the, what about the Sage kid? Sage Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sage Ryan is, is good. But, man, you got this experience, all SEC guys coming in. And, and they didn't come they didn't come transfer for nothing. Uh, that's, that's my whole point of argument with, with Miles Brennan. He didn't come back to LSU for nothing. You know, I'm not saying they promised him to start. I'm not saying that, but, but you know, when these guys come down here it, it, from Arkansas, from Oklahoma State, they come back home. They ain't coming to uh, to the bench. Did, Daddy, do you remember anything about Sage Ryan? Didn't he go to did, did he go to Lafayette Christian Academy? I think is that where he? Yeah. Isn't he Kevin Falk's like kin uh, folk? Yeah, uh, Trev Falk is his uncle. Oh, okay. It, but it's also kin to okay. Kevin. So, he was a five-star kid, if I'm not mistaken. Five-star, yeah. Is that considered a – you can't be a bust your sophomore no, 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 year. No, 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 but, but when you got guys coming in like that, you know. Yeah, it's kind of tough. Fuck. I, I, that, but you, you dropped the bomb on me right there, and you can only get that if you listen to Winners Win. Jay bringing you the juice right there. Yeah. All right. The moment you've been waiting for. Boys are getting their picks together for the Tennessee Volunteer Game. I'm going to go with Daddy first. Daddy's going to wrap this mother up and say on October the 8th, when Tennessee comes to LSU, Daddy, give me a prediction. 24-21. Now, this is a trap game for LSU. Just kidding. Ain't no damn trap games at LSU. You got to be shitting me. Let's go. Yeah. Got, I got the Hell Tigers, yeah. baby. Let's go. Daddy bringing the juice. Hey, hey no, here, Rob and Jay. I expect Tennessee to go 9-3. and three, Losing to Georgia, Bama, and LSU. Wow. Pull, uh, let, let, me see the, let me see the schedule. All right. Daddy's saying 9-3. and three. Daddy's saying 9-3. and three. So, the losses are to who, Daddy? We're looking at the schedule right now. Bama. Georgia. And LSU. And LSU. So, the first loss will be to LSU. Correct. They're going to beat Florida. Yes. I love that, by the way. So, you're saying that they're going to end up second in the East? I agree. Second in the East. Mm. And they picked South be Carolina down a little bit this year? Daddy's hot takes. Hot take coming from Daddy. Georgia's going to be a little bit down, right? They lost way too much. Mm. I know they've been recruiting their ass off, but yeah. they got to be somewhat down, right? <laughs> you would think, but you no, would think. man. No, they're not. They bring back their quarterback. I'm not saying they're gonna they're gonna win the East. I'm not saying yeah, they're yeah. not. I'm just they have. I mean they they can't be that good again. I would think. Uh, who knows? What do I know? I'm just yeah, an idiot. Uh... So, Daddy gave you the hot take. There is no trap games in Death Valley, Daddy. I hope it rains that night. I'm praying for rain. I don't know. I'm undefeated in the rain when I'm there. Just letting y'all know, and I Ooh, will be there. Random stat. Random stat. Daddy is undefeated in the rain. I can think of a couple. You were in the rain at the yeah. one. I can. Oh yeah, that Auburn three. game. Auburn game, man. I thought we went to Blue Bayou. <laughs> when Auburn went to the Natty that year and lost yeah. to James Winston. Yes, yeah. sir. I remember all that. The, the, the Tennessee game in the rain. Yeah, that was. I remember that. Uh, Ole Miss game in the rain. Yep. Yep. I, I remember that when Danica had a great time. Shout out, Dirty oh, D. Oh yeah. Jay Santer. Give me the prediction. Tennessee coming to Tiger Stadium on October the 8th. And that's going to be LSU's sixth game of the year. I just – they're going to play at Auburn. So, that they're going to they're going to play Mississippi State at home. It's going to be the first big SEC game. So, it's not going to be nothing new, you know. They're going to go to Auburn. And they're gonna, it's going to be like kind of a homecoming. So, well, LSU going to win by – at least double digits. Ooh, I love it. Ooh, that's tough there. I, I don't tough. know about that. Oh, yeah. Ten-point win? Nine and a half. Nine and a half. <laughs> <laughs> give, me, give, give me the points, Jay. I'm taking under. Uh, LSU wins. I don't know, something like – Tennessee averaged 38 points a game last year, so. They don't get 38. No, 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 no. I'm in, the, like, in the house that Daddy built. 
31-41, something like Ooh, that. Ooh, I love it. Give me LSU in a close one after we come off a big road win at Auburn. I promise I'm not going to pick LSU to win every game this year. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I like LSU to win 34-31 in Death Valley where dreams come to die. You heard it here first. The boys say, the boys, if I'm not mistaken, we got LSU being one, two, three, six four, and five, six and oh. We're kind of a homer podcast. Yeah. But I think losses will be coming after that. Not to, We'll talk about it. We're going to break that down. Tune in next week. We're breaking down LSU versus Florida. We'll have that for you next week. Daddy, you got anything to sign off to the fans with? Go Tigers. Jaybird? Yeah, and hopefully my pick's right. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening. This is Winner's Win. You know that.